The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. We are on YouTube because that's what we do. <laughs> Just making sure John Breach knew that we were on video. John Breach joining me to do the top 10 coaches list. Uh, you can check out all of our rankings in the Pick 6 Podcast feed. As I mentioned, we're on YouTube, so uh, if you can find the YouTube channel, and we tweeted out a lot, uh, the Pick 6 podcast, at Pick 6 pod, or at uh, Will Brinson, I wrote, re, uh, at John Breach. Uh, we'll retweet it. You can watch all of our shows. I really do keep forgetting when I walk up here that we are going to be on YouTube, which is why my hair is probably a mess and I haven't shaved and wearing like a crummy like shirt week shirt and all that. Breach actually somehow keeps it cold enough in his office that he can wear that pullover. Are you fighting? What was that? I'm, I'm just listening, doing, doing hand signs, man. That's what like we're it. doing nowadays. That's what we're trying to learn. I keep it cold enough because I have a baby and my wife keeps the temperature in the entire house at 58 degrees. Oh, so it is like, you, Rachel. this is a cave. I live in a cave and I have to survive. And if I don't wear this, I'll get frostbite, Brinson. Does she really keep it at 58? Well, maybe not 58. It's like 64, 65. Ser- seriously, 64, 65? The baby gets sweaty, and then you know, like the the house cools unevenly. Also, so like, uh, our house is like that too. It's so way. to get the rooms you need to be cool, you have to turn it that cool. But then there are other rooms that. So in other words, your downstairs uh, basement office gets real cold. It's like it's on Arctic blast, and then like the baby's room feels like it's seventy eight still. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, that's so, that's, yeah. Brutal. that's brutal. Um, but I'm with you. I uh, I like it. I, I'm with Rachel. I like it cold. Uh, you know what else I like? I like fighting. Love fighting. And uh, the State of Combat podcast is going to get you ready for some fights. UFC 251, a.k.a. UFC Fight Island. I think that was a bit on 30 Rock at some point. Uh, is have is said to have arguably the biggest card of the year this weekend, and the State of Combat podcast has you covered. Brian Campbell and UFC Hall of Famer Rashad Evans already gave you a full preview on Monday's podcast, but that's not all BC has for you. He sat down with Max Holloway and... Rose Namajunas, ahead of their fights on Saturday on Wednesday's bonus interview expert picks podcast. Follow the event Saturday because it'll be, they will be there to give you, they'll be there to give you a full instant reaction podcast for UFC 251. State of Combat podcast is available anywhere. Podcasts are found. I'm expecting Debo to, to tell me that they will be there in existence to recap it. Not that they will be there on Fight Island. What do you think about Fight Island, Breach? For instance, if I could move anywhere in the world, uh, it would be to Fight Island. If you lived on Fight Island, would you constantly be like, be like where do you live? I'd be like, Fight Island. All the time. I pick fights that? all the time, too. Yeah. Um, you have to on Fight Island. That's like part of citizenship there. You know who picked fights recently? Uh, I think I know the answer to this question. <laughs> Eagles fans. They picked fights with Sean Wagner McGuff, our former colleague. Yeah. And so, so, you know, Sean made this coach's list, top 10 coaches list. He gets fired or whatever happened. Who knows? Eagles fans got him out. 
And now somehow I have been recruited to defend Sean's top 10 coaches list. I love how this has turned out. I hope Sean listens to this podcast uh, because I'm going to defend him with honor. Are you though? I mean, maybe. I don't know. Hey, Sean's kind of kind of a bomb move by Wagner. I don't know, we can call him like it's kind of a bomb move to like do a top ten coaches list and then not record the podcast before you leave. Literally, he had multiple days where he was literally doing nothing because he'd already mailed it in, so he had plenty of he free mailed time. mailed it in for months, and he had plenty of free time to get this podcast done, but he didn't. So you get me instead. Uh, okay, did did Sean did the vitriol spewed? Sean's way influenced your decision making when you built out your personal top 10 list or did you just strictly go by the book? It did not really influence me. However, I will say that I didn't think Sean was that crazy to have McVeigh above Peterson. I thought he was crazy to have him three spots above Peterson. Hicks is just too high for McVeigh. Yes. That's where Sean had it. So uh, Sean's bleepy list is what Debo put in the rundown here. Oh, uh, and by the way, I'm I'm like Sean McVay's number one fan. You know, yeah. like I went to college with him. If anybody's going to put him in the top six, it would be me, but I couldn't even justify putting him in the top six. That's right. Uh, okay, so should we run through Sean's list? No, let's do your list, and then we'll point out uh, how it relates to uh, Sean's list. So starting at the bottom, we'll go 10 through 5, and then we'll take a break. We'll, we're 10 through 6, and we'll, we'll rip through them. Uh, you have uh, the same as Sean. Mike Zimmer at number oh, – actually, first, Breach, who, who is the toughest uh, uh, snub that you had when putting together this list? I'll be honest. So the more I look at the numbers, I almost put Bill O'Brien at 10, which blows my mind because we all – we spent the whole entire season blasting Bill O'Brien for making horrible decisions, uh, co- in-game coaching decisions. He's a horrible general manager. But you know what? The fact of the matter is, as a head coach – they somehow win. He somehow gets makes this team win. He's been in the playoffs uh, for the five years that he has been the coach in Houston. He went to the playoffs with Brock Osweiler as his quarterback. This isn't just because he has Deshaun Watson. He made the playoffs with Brian Hoyer as his quarterback. So he's done some pretty ridiculous things on the field. But I had to cancel out the fact that I, he just made so many bad in-game decisions, and he's a horrible general manager, uh, which falls under his jurisdiction now. So he, I, I dinged him for that. By the way, uh, I should point out, great job by podcast listeners unfollowing Sean on Twitter. Let's keep that going. Sean is down to, uh, he's down like 30 or 40 followers. I mean, a lot of people probably just wouldn't do it because that's a, such a jerk move to, to, to unfollow him. Uh, we followed him back. We should point out that, and Sean found out via text, he realized that he, he went, he clicked on my profile and saw that I wasn't following him and, and immediately was like panicked that, not panicked. He was like, Oh my God, what an a-hole. But then he saw that you and Wilson unfollowed him too, and so he just treated it as like, ah, that's a gag. That's very funny. Uh, he, he tweeted that Debo had unfollowed him now. I think the, the point being is that if we can get Sean under, like, he, has, he had 3,400 followers. Now he's down to like 3,380. Let's get him under 3,200. Let's just mass unfollow Sean and just see what happens. See if we can, re- like, because that's kind of devastating. Like, you leave sports media, and then all of a sudden you just start hemorrhaging followers. Like, I, I don't know. Kind of amusing. And you know that'll hurt him, because those followers, that's who he's selling his newsletter to. Who's going to click on his movie newsletter if he doesn't have any followers? Everybody should unsubscribe from the newsletter. To- no, I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway, the I, Bill O'Brien is a, that's an interesting case. Like, I, I think you're on to something, because you're not, we're not doing top ten GMs. Right. You know, we're doing top 10 head coaches. And when you look at what Bill O'Brien has done since he took over the Texans, I mean, he's eight games above 500. If you take out 
the one four and twelve season where they drafted Deshaun Watson and, and, and Deshaun tore his ACL, he's never had one less than nine games. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, no, I you totally agree. That's Brock Osweiler and Brock Osweiler. Yeah, like um, his teams are never that great, but they. I mean, he's won eleven and five. I mean, they just win it. They just. He's been in the playoffs four or six years. Like, what what, what more do we want from Bill O'Brien, I guess? But I will say he didn't crack this list. As I said, I used the GM thing. And also, I felt like he plays in the easiest division out of, you know, like yeah. if Mike Zimmer had been coaching in the AFC South, I think he would be successful. because uh, The Jaguars are trash except for one they, year. They've had one good year. The Titans are going to go 9-7. and seven, so you retired. You don't have to worry about the Titans winning the division because they're always going to go 9-7. and seven. And, yeah, Andrew Luck retired. There's always something – going on uh and so and zimmer coaching the nfc north is not easy because those teams are always good except for the lions yeah i'm with you there okay so zimmer i have no problem with zimmer at 10 um i my beef i i think that frank reich deserves more love on these lists he didn't make either your list or uh or sean's list and i look zimmer's had more success for a longer period of time than Frank Reich. I get it. Frank Reich's, you know, record isn't great, but Reich took over in like a weird spot where Josh McDaniels had just bailed on him. Andrew Luck retired, as we pointed out. And I think there's a chance that they could have a really special season in Indianapolis with Philip Rivers there. Now, I mean, Mike Zimmer's 19 games above 500. I get it. He's been to the playoffs three times. Uh, he's only had one losing season. That was the first year that he was in uh, Minnesota. So I, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. I, I love Zimmer. I love the Vikings. I think he's a little stubborn when it comes to managing his offense and all of that, but I understand why you would put him at number 10. He, he has been a very good head coach and probably catches too much flack from folks. From and folks. I will say real quick, my honorable mentions, because I didn't rank him anyway. I mentioned Bill O'Brien. We don't have to talk about all of them. Uh, Bruce Arians, Mike Vrabel, Frank Reich, like you said, and Sean McDermott. Those are all people I considered for the 10th spot before. Sean McDermott didn't make either list either? That's a problem. Sean McDermott's got to be on this list, guys. Who are you taking? Sean McDermott. Who are you taking off the list? Zimmer? Probably. That's fine. But, I mean, that's it. Mm, you can't take Derek. If you have a super, here's the problem. Everybody else on this list, and we'll get to him in a minute, um, either has a Super Bowl or has been to a Super Bowl in the past three years. Right. It either has won a Super Bowl or has been to a Super Bowl in the past three years. This, um, that's, you know, not everybody's won a Super Bowl in the past three years. That would be obviously impossible. Uh, <laughs> but I think that, yeah, I think that I, I would probably go, I can't even load Sean McDermott's in PFR right now for some reason. My, my ding on McDermott is 0-2 in the playoffs. Look, I know you're turning around, but to, if you're going to be in the top 10, you got to have a playoff win in your coaching career. Just one. Just one. And that's he fine. does not that's have fine. that. Uh, Zimmer is two and three in the postseason. Yeah, I think I think that I would say the degree of difficulty for Sean McDermott has been harder than Mike Zimmer. And if we're talking about best coaching, I mean Mike Zimmer has done this over you know a period of six years in Minnesota. Sean McDermott's only been in Buffalo three years. I do think after this year that Sean McDermott will probably be able to crack this list. Although you know not a ton of these coaches. Or home no. ball because it's the opening to take the AFC East and maybe he doesn't do it. You know, if sure. the Bills finish in third place this year, everybody's expecting they're the popular pick, the trendy pick to finish in first place. So they finish in third, all of a sudden McDermott's like the 15th best coach. So I think That's this fair. is going to be his make or break year. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't think it's maybe make or break for like this list. I don't think it's make or break for like his career. I don't think he's going anywhere. Oh, yeah, for the list, not the career. 
Yeah, I mean, he's again, he's only been there three years. He has he's two games above five hundred. He's taking the Bills to the playoffs twice. Like that's hard to do in Buffalo. In those first two years, those teams stunk. Like they weren't good teams. Simple rating system has them at negative four and negative six point nine. Um, those first two years. So if this, I think this team. They've done a good job with the roster. I, McDermott and Wright would be very close for me, but I, I understand that Zimmer's got a, a longer history of it, so I, I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, number nine, you had Kyle Shanahan. This is where Sean ranked Doug Peterson, which, again, was the point of contention with Eagles fans because Doug Peterson, I don't know if you know this, has a Super Bowl ring. And Kyle Shanahan, not only does he not, not have a Super Bowl ring. It's two of the most memorable gags in Super Bowl history. But he's five games under 500 in his career as a head coach. And, yes, two of the biggest gags in Super Bowl history. This was actually my biggest, and I didn't really uh, – we'll actually – we'll talk fully about Sean's list as we go on. But this was actually my biggest issue with Sean's list was the fact that he had Shanahan at five. Wow. And I just thought that was too high for Kyle Shanahan because, look, He's been there three years. Yes, he got the Super Bowl last year. That's why he's on my top ten list. But you know, six and ten, four and twelve. Not, and I know Jimmy Garoppolo got injured in twenty eighteen. But you just can't be six and ten and four and twelve and be a top five coach. Yeah, I would say that's a fair argument. You have it's sort of like Sean McDermott too. You know, you have three years. You know, the first year six and ten. Last year, Jimmy G tears his ACL. They go four and twelve, get the number two overall pick, and then you know, or two years ago, excuse me. And then last year, they go thirteen and three, and they're one of the best teams in football, if not the best team in football. I mean, they were, the 49ers were fantastic. I think he's turned it around in San Francisco very quickly. But you are talking about a you know a small body of work with one good year and a record below five hundred and no Super Bowl ring. So you know, two playoff wins is very is good. But it, like, how do you? You, how do you justify putting Kyle Shanahan above Doug Peterson, even if you believe that Kyle Shanahan is a better football mind and eventually will be a better head coach or considered a better head coach than Doug Peterson? Doug Peterson has a ring and has been to the playoffs multiple times and has, what, three uh, three good – does he have three playoff appearances? I don't even think Doug Peterson no. is – like I'm surprised 49ers or Rams – maybe there aren't any Rams fans. Rams fans should have been up in arms because how do you put – Kyle Shanahan above Sean McVay because they've been coaching the same three years. And uh, let's see, McVay and, and McVay took over two division titles and yeah, and a Super Bowl appearance. And the Rams went four and twelve in twenty sixteen when McVay took over. So it's not like he took a good team. No, they were awful. Remember, they were they fired Jeff Fisher. They were terrible. The, and I'm kind of segueing to my number eight there. Okay, and uh, that's a good segue. You don't have to tell me it's a segue. You just be like, speaking of McVay. <laughs> He's number eight on your list, Breach. He was number six on, uh, you can tell that like the Shanahan McVay thing. I mean, I think they are tied. Like both of you guys had him in the same spot. I, I think I would probably still take Kyle Shanahan as the better head coach. And like if I was betting long term on somebody to continue to innovate and to be a great head coach, I would take Kyle Shanahan over Sean McVay. But I think it's pretty close. And as you point out, they've been coaching the same amount of time. Sean McVay has been at the playoffs twice. Finished nine and seven last year and missed the playoffs barely, and is thirty three and fifteen. That's a really good record through your first three seasons as a head coach. Eleven wins per year. That's yeah. insane. Like how how does he not getting more credit? The people are saying that uh, he's over, overrated. How is he overrated? He literally has three winning seasons 
in three years. He has a Super Bowl appearance. They went 9-7 and seven against the fourth most difficult schedule in the NFL last year, and that's based on after-the-season record, so that is actual difficulty. Uh, the Rams, and they would have made the playoffs if Greg Zerline didn't miss a 43-yard field goal against the Seahawks uh, earlier in the season on the final play of the game. So I don't know where this McVay is overrated nonsense comes from. Uh, and, you know, obviously Sean's most controversial pick here was having McVay over Peterson. I only have Peterson one spot ahead of McVay, and I had to think hard about it. I have uh, Doug Peterson at number seven. Sean McVay at number eight, and I almost flip flopped him. Mm. Uh, yeah, you want think, you want my reasons? I do want your reasons. These can be interactive. Here's here's my biggest things. Number one, we talked about McVay took over the team to went four and twelve, and he went eleven and five. Uh, what Peterson do? He took over a team that was seven and nine and went seven and nine. Like whoop de do. So you look at the first year, McVay obviously at the advantage. Uh, let me ask you this, Brenton. Which division is better, NFC East or NFC West? The uh, NFC West by a lot. Okay. Which quarterback is better, Carson Wentz or Jared Goff? I would take Carson Wentz by a fairly decent amount. And I think most people would. So Sean McVay plays in the more difficult division Mm -hmm. with the worst quarterback Mm -hmm. and has somehow produced playoff wins at at almost as fast as Peterson, has as many Super Bowl appearances, and turned around his team faster. So, like, to me, those are all signs that this is a very good coach. And I know that people are pointing at head-to-head, but, like, uh, Doug Peterson went 0-2 against Jay Gruden in 2016. Nobody thinks Jay Gruden's a better coach than Doug Peterson, so you can't just throw head-to-head numbers out there. Doug Peterson's 0-4 against Pete Carroll. He shouldn't be anywhere anywhere near Pete Carroll uh, on any coach's list if you're going to throw head-to-head. So they're just head-to-head in in, in such small quantities in the NFL that I I don't take it. Unless there's 10 or more games there and and one guy is like 10-0 or 9-1 or 8-2, I just don't put that much stock into it. So I think if you were doing, if you're looking at Doug Peterson versus Sean McVay, that you would say that the best, single best team of all of, uh, just because of how it worked out, that 2017 Eagles team is the best team of any team that those two guys have coached, right? They won the Super Bowl. They were dominant in the regular season, 13 and three. They were the number one seed. They lost their starting quarterback to a torn ACL. And then Nick Foles played great down the, didn't play well down the stretch of the regular season, but was awesome in the playoffs. So, uh, and the defense was fantastic. It actually rates out on, under simple rating system, PFR's metric, as a 9.4. Sean McVay's first team in LA, the 2017, uh, team, which is, I, I think, is that the better team than the, I don't know. It's close. Anyway, Sean McVay has, has his teams, all of his teams are better than all of Doug Peterson's teams. But Doug Peterson has the best team and also won the Super Bowl. And as a lot of people like to point out, I think Debo may have yelled at this. Uh, Cody Benjamin and, and Debo were talking about this on the, on the tight end podcast. Doug Peterson went head to head with Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl and out coached him. And Sean McVay went head to head to head with Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl and peed down his leg. So that's a, that's a fair, you know, there's a pretty similar argument to be made there. So I, I like, I do think that I hate the rings argument. But, like, Doug Peterson has one and Sean McVay doesn't. So I, I understand it. The other thing that would concern me a little bit, the Rams have gotten worse each year that he's been there. I mean, not really. They went they went from 11-5 and five to the Super Bowl his second year, Brinson. And I'm just saying that the overall, the team, like the overall how good the team was, has gotten a little bit worse, I think. 
So he's losing talent, but still finishing above 500. Is that what you're saying? Well, like the defense felt like, so the defense in, so his first year there, they were first in points scored and 12th in points allowed. Then in 2018, they were second in points scored and 20th in points allowed. And then last year, 11th in points scored and 17th in points allowed. I'm not saying that they, like they won 13 games the second year. I'm just saying that the team as a whole, that would just be, one thing to consider. And this, I think this is, I don't want to say a make or break year for Sean McVay because he's 33 and 15, but this is a big year in 2020 for him. Yeah. I don't think it's make or break at all. I think that he went nine and seven last year as a field goal away from the playoffs. The, the Rams were good. If he uh, went NC State, you wouldn't be stomping, you wouldn't be pounding the table for him. If, if Sean McVay went six and 10, he would not be sweating losing his job at all. No, like, no, no, I, no, I don't no. think this, you if know, he went it's obviously, two years in a row though. Yes. I think there would be some questions being asked. But, I mean, this is a team. The Rams had three losses last year that were by five points or less. And, and that's a nine and seven. If just one of those flips, you know, they don't need all three. One game flips, uh, they're ten and six and in the playoffs. And also, the Eagles went nine and seven last year. And they had the fourth easiest schedule. I know they dealt with a lot of injuries, but they had four gimmies with the Redskins and Giants. You know, playing yeah. in the NFC West, you don't get the gimmies. Okay. Um but I, again, I did have Peterson ahead of McVeigh, even though I'm, I'm, I'm doing Sean's bidding. Yeah. And you had Peterson seven. So we, we, we pretty much talked about him. I mean, it's the same. The Peterson, you didn't, you didn't want to have Peterson behind McVeigh there. No, I was, I told you I was split. I, I, I'm 51% Peterson. And the thing you mentioned is what put me over the top is that he has the ring. That was the tiebreaker. It matters. I mean, it matters. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? like, at the end of the day, we measure these guys by their rings and. Like, there's a reason why Dan Marino cannot say, like, and it's why I said before, I said that I think Andy Reid's a top five coach of all time. Before the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, people were like, yes, impossible. He has no rings. And it's like, yeah, it's like, all right, fair. Like, you know, you've got a, you've got a good argument there. He has no rings. How can he be a top five coach of all time? Now that he has a ring, it's easy to say this guy's a top five coach of all time. So I think that does make a difference. At number six, uh, before you say this name, this is what I thought was the most controversial spot on my list. I thought I this fought. might be the one you might have the biggest have, issue with. I have major issues with this. John Harbaugh at number six. Have you lost your mind? It's a Super Bowl winning head coach who's I, – I, I think Harbaugh has a case. I think Harbaugh has a case to be as high as number two. But realistically, probably as high as number three. Six, to me, for a guy who's 60, 61, almost 62% winning percentage – 118 and 74 and has been to the playoffs eight times, 10 playoff wins and a Super Bowl victory. Granted, 2012 feels like a long time ago. Uh, this is a, an outstanding coach. Only really two bad seasons in his career. I think this is far too low for John Harbaugh. Well, I mean, when we get to who I have above him, I can make a strong case for why every person I have above Harbaugh is above Harbaugh. And here is my main issue with Harbaugh, and this is why he is not in the top five. Brinson, let me ask you this. When is the last time John Harbaugh won a playoff game? It was 2000. You're looking it up. Yes, because yes, that's what right, – 2014. That's a problem. Six years ago. He has not won a playoff game in six years. The Bengals haven't won a playoff game in 27 years or whatever it is. John Harbaugh's at six years. That's That's not good. Like, how could you be a top five coach in the NFL and you haven't won a playoff game in six years? I mean, that is the the main point. That's, 
of my argument. I just couldn't have him in the top five. That was a terrible point. Uh, he went to the playoffs his, his first five seasons. Uh, he finally had a uh, 500, 500 year in 2013. That was following their Super Bowl when the basically the Ravens got dismantled. Uh, bounced back and made the playoffs in 2014. Then missed three straight years. And went 5-11, 8-8, in those seasons – those are Joe Flacco seasons. And Flacco wasn't playing well, and they were tied to him with that contract, and they were trying to win with defense. And then, you know, halfway through last year, they plug in Lamar Jackson. They make a playoff run, and then he probably had his the best team of his career in 2019 with Lamar Jackson winning MVP and then steamrolling to the top seed. And they, they look, they lost to the Titans. That stinks. Uh, but that was a that Ravens team is awesome, and there's no reason to think that they won't be really good moving forward. All okay. right. Take a break. When we come back, we'll do Breach's top five coaches in the NFL. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, Breach. So, to recap, John Harbaugh, six. Doug Peterson, seven. Sean McVay, eight. Kyle Shanahan, nine. Mike Zimmer, ten. That leaves top five. And at number five, you uh, showed some respect to Mike Tomlin. Ryan I put some respect on his name. Sean had him at number seven. That's pretty low. Like if I'm yes. Mike Tomlin and I see my if I see my name below Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan, I'm pretty mad. Um, if I'm Mike Tomlin, you know, when Sean made his list, I think he lost some friends. Brian McFadden, Ryan Wilson, mm. saying that Mike Tomlin was way too low. I absolutely think that Mike Tomlin is a top five coach. You look at last year, they had two horrible, horrible quarterbacks, and he still managed an eight and eight season. He's never finished under five hundred. And you know what? I have above John Harbaugh for two reasons. Uh, number one, he's been to two Super Bowls. Mm. He also has that Super Bowl win that uh, John Harbaugh has. And you look in that time period where John Harbaugh has zero playoff wins, Tomlin has three. So, look, Tomlin's just been more consistent. He consistently wins games in the regular season and the postseason. That's what a good coach does. Uh, so I put Tomlin ahead of Harbaugh. His Super Bowl was 2008. And he also went to one in 2010. Yeah, I know. It was there. So I'm just saying. This, this that was my first too. Super Bowl. 
at CBS. Been to two? I've been at CBS for 10 years. So That's a long time. Yeah. Did you ever think you would hold the same job for 10 years? Never. I didn't think you would either. <laughs> uh, no, I guess my point is like, I, I, I don't disagree that Tomlin has had a great run post, even after that second Super Bowl appearance. That was probably his best team. But I mean, like, you know, his three playoff wins, that's good. Four playoff appearances, five playoff appearances since then. Eight total playoff wins, but he's eight and seven in the playoffs. I mean, he's 133 and 74 and one. He's had a franchise quarterback to deal with. I, I don't see him dropping off this list anytime soon because Ben's got a couple more years left in him. And you're right. He did play. He, the team was good with Duck Hodges. And we were talking about like, is Tomlin on the hot seat, you know, with Ben out and all that? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, his job is perfectly secure and I, I don't have a problem with him at top five. I think having him below Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan is, is a slap in the face to what, to, what Mike Tomlin has accomplished. And I would say, um, well, you know, Sean Payton checks in at number four for both you and Sean. I don't have a problem with that. I think Sean Payton could be as high as three. Yeah, I think you could make the argument absolutely to put Sean Payton at three or five. He's got to be in the top five just because, again, he's been so good for so long. But one thing about Sean Payton, I think a lot of people – bring this up because of the whole Aaron Rodgers uh, with Mike McCarthy argument that Mike McCarthy wasn't a good coach because only won one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. And that's where we are with Sean Payton is that he's got this once in a, one of the most prolific passers, the most prolific passer in NFL history and Drew Brees. And they only have one Super Bowl. You know, they've only only one Super Bowl appearance. Yeah. Only one appearance. So, and yes, they've had these crazy losses, but the thing is, Besides the crazy bounty gate fiasco, but that little run where they didn't get to the postseason. <laughs> yeah, where he didn't, he didn't coach for a year. They yeah. didn't coach for a year. And then it, it, I felt like they had a tough time rebuilding off of that. Uh, but so besides that, I mean, this team has been so good for so long. You have to have Peyton on this list. Yeah. I mean, they went seven to nine, three straight years from 2014 to 2016. He brought in Jeff Ireland, who was fired disgracefully after asking Des Bryant an inappropriate question about his mother at the combine um, brought in Jeff Ireland. And like, the, like the bottom line is Jeff Ireland's really good at identifying talent. And he is, he and Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton put together an incredible draft class in 2017 with Ryan Ramchick, Alvin Kamara, Marshawn Lattimore, uh, Marcus Williams, a bunch of guys. And they've gone 11 and five, 13 and three and 13 and three the last three years and really could have won the Super Bowl in all three years and just suffered horrific losses in the playoffs. So there was the uh, Minneapolis miracle in 2017. That was, that's tough, man. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. Like that's, that's a tough L. Uh, Then they lose uh, to the, um, to the, uh, uh, to the freaking uh, Rams on the Uh, interference. Nicole Roby Coleman call. Um, And then they lose last year to the overtime in overtime. When Kirk, when Kirk Cousins hits Kyle Rudolph for that touchdown pass. So like that's three really bad losses. It will be interesting to see how, and you're right. Only one Super Bowl win with Drew Brees is kind of, it's an indictment. I don't know. That though is why I do not have Peyton. You said he could be at three, but I have, I thought four was good. And if somebody had him at five, I would be fine with that. I just think he needs to be in the top five. And yeah, one Super Bowl appearance, man. They've got, I think this is the year that they could get that second one. But I mean, I think he and John Harbaugh have similar, you know, he and Mike Tomlin, actually he and Mike Tomlin have pretty similar resumes just in turn. Like, but I would always, I would definitely take Peyton over Tomlin and I would definitely take Peyton over Harbaugh too. For me, Harbaugh would be 
three. I mean, excuse me, Peyton would be three on my list. I don't have a problem with it. Four. Uh, and then, you know, look, this is a, a number three. You have a guy in Pete Carroll, criminally underrated. Pete Carroll is like, you get on Twitter, you get on Seahawks Twitter, they have such a love-hate relationship with really Pete did. Carroll. And it's amazing because all he does is produce winners. Look, you want to credit Russell Wilson, that's fine. But the Seahawks brought Russell Wilson in. They went to the playoffs without him. You know, this was a team that uh, the Beast Quake year, they beat the yeah. Saints. Speaking of, of Sean Payton, but like this is, uh, yeah, it was 2012. So Pete Carroll, since he has been in Seattle, he went to the playoffs in 2010. So he had two playoff appearance or one without Russell Wilson, but anyway, two Super Bowls and the Seahawks are good every year, even when people don't expect them to be good. I remember 2018, people are like, this team's going to be horrible. They get to the playoffs 2019 and eh, they maybe will win nine games. They win 11 games. So there's just, they keep beating whatever odds people throw in their face. And and I just don't understand all the hate against Pete Carroll. The guy went to, what, eight, seven or eight playoff appearances in the past decade. Also, he quietly was 27 and 21 with the, with the, uh, with the Patriots for yeah. three years. And they ran him out of town. And that's how he ended up going to USC. Like, he was a, he was a fine coach for the Patriots. I don't know why they hated him so much and, you know, gets glossed over because of Bill Belichick. Six and ten, one year with the Jets. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Pete Carroll is the most energetic 68 year old man on the planet. And, and he, he went to the postseason two or three years with the Patriots. Yeah. He's been, he's, he has, he has 20 playoff games he's coached in. That is a ton. Back to back Super Bowl appearances, nearly had a dynasty going, uh, the four years from 2012 through 2015. I mean, those Seahawks teams were freaking awesome. Now, Will they, you do feel like at some point with Pete Carroll, there might be like a, the rug being pull, pulled out or like the other shoe drops. I mean, but they have Russell Wilson. So maybe it, maybe, maybe they just keep putting together magic seasons. Who knows? Now you sound like Seahawks Twitter. Everybody just keeps waiting for other shoe to fall and it never falls. They just keep right. winning. And the other part, and this is where, cause Sean had Pete Carroll, uh, in the eighth spot. And I think that's, that, that's ridiculous. I felt like Sean's rankings were good, except where he put the NFC West coaches. Cause you know, he has Kyle Shanahan. Sean, fifth. Sean's list. If you, if you like found a millennial and said, can you make a list of NFL coaches, top 10 NFL coaches? This is who they would make the list of like Sean, Payton, like Kyle Shanahan, five, Sean McVay, six. And then like Pete Carroll and Doug Peterson, two guys with Super Bowls, uh, in the last eight years below him. Well, and that, yeah, he has Kyle Shanahan at five. I think Kyle Shanahan's a, not even, he's barely the third best coach in his division. You know, because yeah. Pete Carroll McVay ahead of him, he can't be the fifth best coach if he's, he's the not third even the best most handsome coach in his division either. Not even close. Not even close. Because Pete Carroll. Yeah. So, uh, Carroll at three, which I would actually be interested because I think if you told people to make a list, I think Pete Carroll would have the biggest differences, yeah. uh, slot differences. You know, like obviously Sean and I, five spots. He has him at eight. I have him at three. Uh, you know, there might be guys like Sean McVay, six and eight. That's not too far apart, but five spots is a pretty big number to jump on a top 10 list. All right. Let me ask you this. If you were, let's, instead of doing this list based on what these guys have done, let's do it on like, if you were hiring a head coach for your team, like you get to take over the bank. You're the, you're in charge of the Bengals. Um, you fire Zach Taylor because you know, you can, because you can hire anybody. Belichick is one, right? Probably. Oh yeah. Easy. Okay. I mean, Andy Reid's got a case for one, but we'll get to them in a second. Um, just cause like, you know, you develop the quarterbacks, but yeah, you're probably going Belichick, Reid, 
Uh, who would you? Who would be up next if you were hiring somebody? Well, I would say if I'm hiring a coach right Kyle now, Shanahan might be three. If I can have any coach I want, I'm probably going. I'm probably going with Sean Payton. Maybe at one, and no one. And now, uh, listen, here's the reasons: because Belichick's going to be 69. Sure. So you literally, if he, if he's starting with a new team, you're only going to have a couple of years with him. So I'm, I'm back. This is like taking which quarterback. No, 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 no. It makes you want to you want to be yeah. Like you're not going to take Tom Brady one. Right, because he's you're not going to have him to be your franchise quarterback for the next decade because he's done. Belichick's not coaching for another decade. He's probably got four more years max. That's what yeah. I would say. You're, you're, if you hire, let's say if you hire whoever you're hiring, you think you're getting for five years. Okay. You know, I would take Belichick as Belichick. You got to take him. Then I would do Sean Payton at two. Andy oh, so I, would Reed. Take, I would take Andy Reid at two. And then how old, Kyle Shanahan. 62. Six, okay, I would take Andy Reid too. He's got 10 more years. Then I would probably go Kyle Shanahan. And then I would definitely think about Sean McVay. Um, I, Sean Payton, yeah, by the way, Sean Payton, quietly a little bit older than I thought. Do you know how old Sean Payton is? 56. I did, I didn't know that one. I did, even though I didn't know Andy Reid's age. Uh, I mean, so I, would, I think if you, I think if you put Sean Payton and Andy Reid next to each other, nobody would be like, "Oh, he's only six years older than that guy." You know, like. So I agree with you. Belichick one, Reid two. I flip flopped, and I, but I have Payton at three. Probably Shanahan four. No, maybe McVay four. Maybe Peterson four. I don't know. I don't know. I would my it's, top. It's tough. My, my top five. If I was hiring today, in no particular order: Bill Belichick, Andy Reid, Sean Payton, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay. And even, uh, do you know how old John Harbaugh is? 56? 57. Okay. He, he'd always... be up there too. I mean, I just feel like those five guys are going to win no matter what the setup of your roster is. What about Tomlin? He's only 48. Mike Tomlin cannot be 48. I, I thought he was at least 50. He is 48 years how old. How old was he? How old was he got hired by the? He was in his 30s. I know he was the youngest. He was like 35. Whew. Yeah. Tomlin will be up there. We're just disrespecting. Mike Tomlin doesn't get the respect he deserves. And, and now here we go. It's gonna. This is you're rearranging the coaches list by turning into who should we hire list. Well, but the, but the the point being that Belichick and Andy Reid clearly number yes. one and yes. number two on everybody's list. Uh, as we mentioned, you had Pete Carroll, uh, Sean had uh, John Harbaugh three, Sean Payton four, Kyle Shanahan five, and maybe that was the criteria. I don't know, but. He actually had Andy. Do you have Andy Reid and Bill Belichick tied, or is that a typo? I don't know. Either way, uh, it's a typo. Debo is off his game. He does that a lot with it. It's the stupid formatting with Google Docs. I'm <laughs> back. I'm back. It's the stupid formatting. I hate it every time. I think you understand it though. Well, like you've never. I, 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 yeah. yeah. Debo, it's, how long right, have you been using off. Google Docs? Years. And you still haven't figured out the formatting. It's a fair point. <laughs> No, but no, but Debo's right. So, like, if you hit, if you hit one period, it indents it, and then if you, and so then like, so you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't you know how. Issues are ever with two and one. I don't know why it does it when it gets to that point. Do you want to know the? Do you want to know the workaround? Yeah. So you type one, but then don't hit the period, and hit two spaces. So you type one, hit two spaces, or one space, then type Belichick, then you come back and put the period after it. And it won't indent. I don't know. I think Google Docs just. Changes, I mean, it's but. a pain in the ass. I'm not disagreeing. They're just telling you that's the workaround for it. Have you had it in Russian in a while? You're, you're yeah, my maps Russian. are still Russian, but I've 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 learned how to spell. I learned how to I learned how to read, change language in Russian, so I know where to go to change it. The only Russian words I know are "yasebla," "yasebla." Who's that? 
That's Ivan Drago. Oh yeah. So like if I if I click on Chick Fil A, like if I search Chick Fil A, I hope I didn't just cuss in Russian. I might have. I know now it's not showing up in uh, in Russian. That's fantastic. Usually it shows if I search for something on the on the maps, everything on the map shows up in Russian. What if I fixed it? Like you have Siri in there, and she listened to my Russian command and it fixed it. Maybe that's entirely possible. Reach. Uh, Andy Reid, Bill Belichick. These feel like obvious choices. Do we do we need to take a deep dive into them? I don't think we do because. Let me no one's going no to gonna disagree with the top two ever. I'll ask you this. What would Andy Reid need to do to to uh, supplant Bill Belichick? Win more Super Bowls than Belichick. That's okay. it. If he does that, I'll put Reid at the top, but I don't see it happening. I don't see, there, I don't see any chance of Belichick ever being toppled by somebody else as the greatest coach of all time. Reid would be like the guy I think could pull it off if he can win four or five more Super Bowls. Yeah, and and that is not. I mean, he'd have to win five just to tie him, and then win a sixth one, and that's literally winning a Super Bowl every other year with Patrick Mahomes, which is a not lot. impossible, but not likely. And the other part is that Reed is going to have to. He's sixty-seven wins behind Belichick, so you're talking about if he averages ten wins a season, he's going to have to coach at least six years longer than Belichick to even start catching him. Uh, so there's just a lot, a lot would and, have to happen. And I think it, you have to factor in the idea that like Bill Belichick stopped Andy Reid from winning a bunch of Super Bowls. Like he beat him straight up in one Super Bowl when he was with Philly. And then, you know, he, Reid could yeah, not. AFC title game last year or 2018 with the Patriots. Right. Exactly. And the, the Patriots, um, uh, did, they did win that Super Bowl. I was like, they didn't win that Super Bowl. Uh, they did win that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like they, I mean, that, that sort of dings Mike Tomlin too, right? I mean, anybody who's coaching the AFC for the past 15 years, it's like if you played on the PGA Tour when Tiger Woods was playing. You know, your resume is worse, but it's probably because Bill Belichick was beating you all the time. Brinson, you want a trivia question about head coaches? Sure. Who has the third most regular season wins among active coaches? Um, the third most regular season wins among all active coaches. Are Belichick and Reed one and two? They are. Okay. They're the only two active coaches above 150, and they both have more than 200. Now, when you say active coaches, does it mean somebody who is currently a head coach? Yes. Okay. Let's make sure you weren't pulling, like, some Marvin Lewis crap. Some uh, some assistant? No, like, Marvin Lewis is, like, an assistant at Arizona State, and he's right. an active, so that somehow counts. Uh, or, like, Wade Phillips, you know? Uh Let's see. I think it probably is with the old filibuster. Keep talking while you think about it. I know. I know what's going on here. I've done it before. I yeah. invented this move. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm not researching. I got my hands up in the air. But I think uh, <laughs> that's going to be our new trivia. This is how you have to answer. You're not googling. I will. I. I will say Mike McCarthy. That is a fantastic guess, uh, but he is actually not the answer. The okay. answer. Is it's a tie and it's Pete Carroll, Mike Tomlin at one thirty three. What's uh, Mike McCarthy at? Mike McCarthy is one twenty five. He's behind Carroll, Tomlin, and Sean Payton. Okay. So it wasn't really a trick question per se. No, it was. I feel like you might have got. And the, the funny thing is that you joked about Marvin Lewis, and he's actually he's only not that far. He's only two wins behind Carroll. So if you were to come back to the NFL, uh, is that right? That is right. That is crazy, man. Is there, is there, is there a list of this on, um, PFR or are you looking somewhere else? PFR. Okay. 
pro football reference for is it under leaders or is it uh, here we go nfl coaches ah there we go so belichick by the way needs uh 20 what 55 50 thinking more wins to catch don chula does he do it I think that he is trying to coach until he passes Shula. He's got nobody's catching him in the Super Bowls. Reed has Reed's the only person that has even remotely a chance to and catch him. It's a any, really hard chance. Really hard shot to catch. Really him. hard shot. So I think Belichick is gonna look at I think this upcoming season is huge. I think if they get the ten wins, he's gonna say, you know what, I have a realistic shot of doing this. But if they go five and eleven or six and ten, all of a sudden you're looking at a rebuild and that number of getting to Don Shula his 328 wins just it becomes almost uh overwhelming so i think if they're bad this year i don't think he does it if they have a winning record this year i think he eventually does it are you looking at the list right now yes All right look away from the list i got a trivia okay. for you who is the I, only only head coach in the top 10 with most wins all time not to have a tie who not to have a tie yeah I mean, I would guess single tie in their entire coaching career. I would guess Belichick or Re- Belichick. That is correct. Well, and and I, my eyes are closed. You're gonna your eyes now. The reason I guess that is because ties were so prevalent early on because sure. games could end in ties, and so I figured it had to be Belichick. Or I mean, George Hollis had 31 ties. Curly Lambeau had 22. And Reed. Belichick never. Belichick's never had a game finish in a tie. That is crazy. Reach, I think Andy Reid tied your Bengals, and that was the game that uh, Donovan McNabb did not know the overtime. Oh, great call. What a great fun fact. Diva, bringing the heat as always. All right. That's it. That's the show. This is Top Ten Coaches Breach. Uh, you're better than Sean, and your head coaching, your Top Ten Head Coaches list is better than Sean's list. Sorry, you're Sean. all better now that Sean is gone. Sean's gone. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.